Welcome back to Soul Food Priest Podcast, and welcome back to our special guest, Damon Owens. Oh, so glad to be here. Let's go. <laughs> we did it. We we kicked Father Ben out of the kitchen again. Yep. <laughs> One more time. It's okay, Father Ben. That's what you get for going to France without us. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Wait, yeah. what's France going to do to his cooking game already? I mean, that's kind of frightening. Oh, man. I mean. He loves it. I, I think uh, he's yeah, told us that that's his favorite cuisine. That's his favorite. That's what I'm afraid of. He's going to come back like next, next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He did talk about a couple of things that they tried for the first time, and I forgot the names because they're obviously super hard to pronounce. And my first language was Spanish, so I'm not even going to attempt it. So, thank you so much again for joining us and uh, it, just giving us your joyfulness. Um, I mean, mm. since we met you, big old smile. So, thank mm-hmm. you. I'm a I'm a happy, positive person. I picked so that I up. I love meeting people that just have the biggest smiles. So thank yeah. you so much. I wish you guys could see his smile. We're going to post a picture of yeah. us, okay? Because yeah. you have the best smile. Thank so you. Um, big dimples. Big, big dimples. Like I usually yes. am the one Actually, with the big one. dimples. Is it yeah. just the it's one? one. It's, really? the sh- it's, the, it's the shadow. Oh, it's the shadow. Lying. My mom yes. gave me that one dimple. Yeah, I did that too to a couple of my kids as well. I've got the two dimples. They've got the one. one. Yeah. yeah, I did that to a couple of them too. So yeah, um, yeah. Again, everybody, sorry, we don't. We're not really going to be giving you any recipes um, like Father Ben usually does. But we are going to ask Damon: Are you the cook in the family? I think we got that from last episode that you might be the cook of the family, no. or is it no. a shared it's, thing? We're, no? we're like that other stereotype where if it's outside, <laughs> it's my domain. Yeah. So yeah. the smoker, the pellet grill, the, uh-huh. the the other grills, and the you know. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. off. But indoor, I'll dab a little bit, and I, I was I was a, the cook that that wooed my <laughs> Melanie yeah. back in the '90s as was necessary. <laughs> but once we got into the house, you know, Melanie's a really really good cook. So, uh-huh. and our kids, the girls, so we have seven daughters. And you have seven daughters. Seven daughters mm-hmm. and and a thirteen year old son. Oh. So and everybody cooks. Our wow. problem is not like a problem is like that. clean up the pots so the next person can you know or who's cooking dinner tonight and the schedule so we have Aww. a very how a, old are your kids? Rich. My oldest is twenty seven, mm-hmm. married four years, and uh, pregnant with their third, <gasps> and uh, then twenty five, twenty three, twenty two, twenty, uh, seventeen, fourteen, and thirteen. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. so four That's at home, wonderful. four out of the house. So you are a grandfather now. I'm granddad. Oh. I'm granddad. Oh, How are Not you? Pop pop. Your granddad. granddad. <laughs> say, say it. <laughs> say it. And I smile. love that. I love that. And love they that. do. Little Mara's like what, granddad, granddad, granddad. <laughs> now tell us, is it true where it says that being a granddad and a dad is completely different um, and it's just complete, full of joy. And I've actually was surprised by how different it is. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. like a, an ease. There's just like a peace and a joy. Like, you know, as a dad, you, you, there's so many things, especially when you get the theology and you're out there publicly and uh-huh. marriage and family ministry. And then <laughs> you meet all these other incredible families and you're like, oh my gosh, we got work to do. It's like the whole. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, there is none of that, Pete. There's none of that. It's like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I love you. I can play with you. And I, have, you know, <laughs> then I'm on to the next thing. It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your mom's calling you. Dad, dad's going to change Thank your diaper. You. Now it's really, it's amazing and just how the ease. And it's a bit of a rebuke too. Like, uh-huh. 
there's no reason not to have that kind of ease with my own kids when they were that age, but there was such anxiety about being a good dad, yeah. right. about raising them right, and about yeah. all this. Mm-hmm. It's like you're watching every moment, and you're projecting like, man, if they do that at two, what are they going to be at 14? <laughs> yeah. You know, uh-huh. like, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm right there with you. At 14, yes. oh my gosh, how are they ever going to get married with that attitude? Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> right. And that's, that's a constant pressure. With grandkids, it's like, you are beloved. Come here. Come gonna, here, baby. Come oh, here, baby. I love that. <laughs> Why can't I do that with my kids? It's yeah. just that. That, that uh-huh. anxiety. So anyway, yeah. yes. But that, that just, I should have had the grandkids first. Yeah, there you go. That's what I should know. Yeah. Maybe we should talk to Jesus and say we can rearrange some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. But that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. That's awesome that they all love to cook. They do. Like, wow. Even Nathan, my 13-year-old, he his cookies should be in stores. Wow. And he, like, tweaks recipes. His cookie should be in stores. Oh, uh-oh. And I'm so like, what kind of cookie is this? It's not a cookie if it doesn't have a chocolate chip in it. Uh-huh. That's that's our household. Uh-huh. Yep. But you know the variations and the different brown butters and the you know Ooh, the flowers. He does brown and, butters oh no! Too? Listen, Ooh. he he he's he, they should be in stores. Ooh, he's okay. really good. And then I got my Colette is twenty, up. and she she's a full on bake. Wow. She got up at two o'clock in the morning, and all of a sudden you're hearing like the shallots and the and the onions and the you know the different sesame oils. And I'm like, what are you doing? I'm just gonna do a few shrimp and just. I mean that level at two a.m. Two a.m. Wow, yeah. that'd be amazing. <laughs> I'm just saying, next time you come to Memphis to do a speaker series, just bring some cookies. I'm sure we'll buy them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, that's how Famous Amos started. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you go to these parties with his bags of cookies, and all of a sudden, he's Famous Amos. You yeah, know? that's what we're gonna. Father Ben, look out! Mm. Father Ben, look somebody out! Get, mm. Somebody's gotta run for you. Because <laughs> yeah, Father Ben, if you go and open up his refrigerator oh. and the kitchen, just. Cookie doughs. Just Ooh. piles We can bathe babies in that mixer thing. Cookie doughs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have, t- we have joked about how you could baptize a kid in his mixer. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, like, it is it is massive. And mm-hmm. it's just, there's cookie do- Oh, yeah. So, wow. ooh, we'd be We used to be to skinny say. before we met him. <laughs> just saying. Skinny and miserable. <laughs> yeah, no. now. Yes, there you go. He brought the joy. Un poco gordito. Y- <laughs> he brought the joy. He what brought the joy. That's right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, no, that sounds so amazing. So, if we could, what we want to do this time. So, I have been married 17 years Mm. in February. It'll be 18 years. Mm. And then, and we have five kids. Mm -hmm. Four boys, one girl. Totally different house. Totally different dynamics there. And so age is ranging from 16 down to four. Ooh. So that's, that's... How many teenagers? Huh, two. Two. And okay. the daughter is 12. Okay. So, so she could... Basically three. She's, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's yeah. basically yeah. a teenager. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, now she's turned into a Swifty. Look out. Uh, <laughs> oh, golly. Well, that's, that's a delay. That's, you, you've had some free years then. I have. I have. Swifties for a long time. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so and then Sylvia. Uh, it'll be 17 years this December. I yay, cannot believe it. Yay. I was itty bitty when we got married. And of course you were. <laughs> and there's nine years difference in our age, um, which worked out great because I was a spoiled little brat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I, was, I was nice, but very spoiled. And I, you know, I love that he was such a gentleman. Good to be self-aware and, and we balance each other out greatly i have um three kids mm. um 13 just almost 14 which feels like he's 20 mm. um and i have an 11 year old who feels like she's 16 mm-hmm. and i have a kindergartner 
a five-year-old. Bathing and she in is the, the queen. Yeah, I was going to say, bathing yep. in the baby of the house. I mm-hmm. know exactly what that feels like. She's the Exactly queen. what that looks like. And I got some chickens who <laughs> are part of the family, I guess. <laughs> I've told my I'm kids. I'm envious kids. of that. Just, we, eat, yeah. we eat probably six dozen eggs a week. Oh my gosh. When the egg prices went up. Unbelievable. We were still, we have a farmer's nearby and out in the country of Pennsylvania, but Mm. it was like, we eat so many. Oh, I believe you. Because it's just, it's just an easy, You you said that you liked breakfast. You love breakfast. I'm a breakfast guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, breakfast is not breakfast without bacon or coffee, but eggs are right there as a supporting (laughs) character. Oh my gosh. Our Benjamin, he is a picky, picky eater. He's my nine-year-old picky, picky eater. But he loves breakfast and mm. he does not mess around with it. And one day he got a bagel, two eggs, and sausage. Put that thing together with some <laughs> Valentina's hot sauce in it. Okay, he went the And right way. just chowed down on that thing. And I was like, wow. This is, I mean, the kid That's is pretty like, diverse for a picky eater. Oh, that's, man. That's, that's he impressive. devoured that. So when the eggs were extremely expensive, we were mm. like, Dude, we got to cut it down to like one egg and like once a week. <laughs> well, let me <laughs> tell you. That was hard on him. Wow. That was so but hard. But this is what I eat. Yes. This is what I eat. Oh. And he's like, I mean, he's so fit and little and everything, but ooh, he can pack yeah. in some breakfast. We went on days. like a probably a six week, maybe eight week just fantasy of different ways to cook scrambled eggs. Ooh. We went like on YouTube deep dive as families. We were trying all these exotic. It's really, really fascinating, diverse. Uh-huh. You know, what I found was that each one has a different personality. Mm. So you can do like the sort of the French fluffy eggs, and that's mm-hmm. kind of vibe to it. Yeah. You yeah. can do like the quick hot ones yeah. that have, you know, a little bit more cooked on it, and mm-hmm. it's just a different vibe yeah. it's, it's uh-huh. not that it's like better or yeah, worse. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, I see what you're saying. My, yeah. my, my net was because I was thinking I'd find the best yeah. scrambled yeah. eggs ever and it's not that it's just each one has a different and I have a different taste a different mm-hmm. time different mm-hmm. kind of scrambled mm-hmm. eggs still yeah yeah but the way it's cooked is a completely different experience mm-hmm. Love mm-hmm. That. yeah yeah we, <laughs> so along these lines yeah I know I know as long these lines of just learning I mean just being in the midst of family and and you're your apostolate is joyful ever after and joy and I mean I know for me right now we've talked about depletion and I know right mm. now we are in a season of sports mm. like crazy we have told our kids you can choose one sport yep. however we I did did. not preface that at choose a sport in the different seasons <laughs> so like four sports in one season Ooh. and going all over the place and I'm like oh, we don't even do travel ball but we're still crazy um, and so working and family and sports and the schedules and the dinners and everything like that, mm-hmm. I want to hear from you. Like, how did you do it? How do you do it? What, how do you have that joy in the midst of these hectic you know, schedules, especially when you're right there in that in those types of, mm-hmm. of seasons? Yeah, great question. And someone I can I can feel the the heat from you with this because <laughs> we've been there, we are there. You know, it's um we've gotten it wrong a lot more than we've gotten it right. And mm-hmm. I and it's one of those questions that people say, how do you get balance in your life? Mm-hmm. And you know the reality is that you're never balanced, but it's not it's that balance gives you the orientation to adjust. So when you're when you're the aspiration is balance, and you're off to the left, then you adjust right, 
because balance is to the right. If you're off to the right, then balance is to the left, you adjust left. So it's not that you're always static there mm-hmm. yeah. in joy. You're static there in balance. It's just that it gives you that orientation to know what is in order, what is out of order, what needs adjusting, and how to adjust, right? Mm-hmm. So the joy is, is, is not always constant, you know, not on this side of heaven, but joy is the fruit of love. Mm-hmm. And one of the things in our, in our ministries that we emphasize is that we have to, we have to really distinguish between uh, pleasure, delight, mm-hmm. happiness, and joy. Mm-hmm. And the way we define it, the way we express it is uh, delight, pleasure, good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Talking about food just now, my mouth is salivating, yeah, right? right? Um, <laughs> happiness, even good things, but those three things in their distinct ways are dependent on circumstances mm-hmm. and they're, they're time bound, mm-hmm. they're temporal, yeah. right? Because the circumstances come and they go. Yeah. Okay. So, joy is not circumstantial, joy is relational. Yeah. So, we use it in the same sort of world as if they're because they bring us, they bring us pleasure and delight, but joy is this is the fruit of knowing. Mm-hmm knowing in your mind and your heart that you belong irreplaceably to someone mm-hmm. and that it's it's a surety a certainty mm-hmm. so when you know just because of the nature of what it means to be a human person yeah when we were meant to belong to god to others so when i'd experience that it's like everything takes on a different hue everything takes on a different contrast and brightness and color mm-hmm. right yeah. mm-hmm. because bad things happen suffering still happens mm-hmm ups and downs happen but we experience them differently because in all that we know I belong to I belong to Melanie Melanie Mm -hmm. belongs to me and we belong to each other Mm -hmm. so I think that's when I look at the family life and I look at our you know bad years I look at you know 2013 I had to cancel a year's worth of events because my family was imploding Mm -hmm. and it was you know the second year into the Theology Body Institute when I was executive director very public position I was still had a heavy speaking schedule I was traveling and we were moving and there was wounds. I had, you know, health issues with, you know, two of my daughters. And mm. it was one of those times where, like, joy was not part of the, yeah. you know, the, the mix there. And had what I thought was, you know, modeling another family who I really admire. And they, well, you know, I got the family down and we had a family meeting and we talked about the heart. And, and I was like, oh, we should do that. And it was like earlier in the year, we did that and sat down. And it was just, it was God's just rebuke moment for me mm-hmm. wake up call mm-hmm. but all within this sense of not abandonment but a sense of just i have i'm clueless i was clueless of how much my kids were hurting how much melanie was hurting mm-hmm. and years of frustration mm-hmm. resentments mm-hmm. and again a house full of girls so yeah. and and very introverted girls Ooh. not shy not shy yeah but introvert in the sense of um you know, they love what I do. They love yeah. watching me. They love hearing mm-hmm. me. They, you know, just all that. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is I was gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And no matter how much you admire your husband, your wife, your kids, and that person that you belong to, mm-hmm. that there's a wound there when they're gone. Mm-hmm. And I had years of this. They grew up with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I left corporate in 2002. So, you know, Naomi was born in 96. So she's the only one that really has a memory up to six years old of me mm-hmm. getting up and going to work and coming home. Yeah. yeah. The other time is Damon has an office. Dad has an office. Dad's downstairs. Dad's upstairs. Dad's in this office. Mm-hmm. And, you know, don't mess with dad. He's on the radio. He's on the television. He's doing, you know, he's, yeah. he's traveling. He won't be home till Wednesday. You know, that was mm-hmm. the life that everyone knew. So by 2013, the family was just, there was a lot of behavioral things that were really disconcerting. Mm-hmm. And that meeting just took the floor out of me. And I remember wow. feeling so, such a failure. I felt like an imposter. I felt 
like I was, you know, out shining the streets with lights and my house was dark, you know, mm-hmm. whatever the analogies you mm-hmm. use, right? Mm-hmm. So that was the decision. I just got cl- I cleared the calendar. And that was not only source of income besides the institute. So it was like, yeah. it was a big hit, but it was, it was clear it had to happen. It had to happen. So there wasn't a hesitation. And we spent the next, you know, two years, that year and the year after really rebuilding relationships. Wow. And in a real intentional way, in a way that it didn't always feel good, mm-hmm. having to press in in ways that I don't like to press in, I don't like mm-hmm. conflict. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm very conflict avoidant. I've come to know myself. Yeah. When you put me there, I'll get it done. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to look for it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to be mm-hmm. like, okay, look, what's really going on with you right yeah. now? That's yeah. not that's not me. Uh-uh. If if I'm looking you in the eye and I'm letting you know I love you, I'm here yeah. for you. You know, what can I do? You seem really sad today. And you're like, no, dude, I'll be okay. I'm fine. It's like, are you sure? Because I'm really, you know, mm-hmm. okay, all right, let me know. That's yeah. my like my one, two, three, right? Yeah. Right. But you know, these are girls, so it takes mm-hmm. fourteen to fifteen of those before you get to the, yeah. you know, the real, the tears and the opening and the, mm-hmm. and that's what they needed so that those years were times of trying to go way past my comfort zone way past my familiarity because I loved them and I, I didn't want to be a fraud and I didn't want and I wanted them to be you know the girls and the women that that mm-hmm. wanted me and then I needed to repair my marriage because on all those years that I was gone yeah. Melanie was mom and dad yeah, yeah. and wow. the deep resentments she'll she'd give you a lot more details like mm-hmm. and it was weird because it not weird it was it was meted against the good work that I was doing mm-hmm. exactly so it wasn't like I was I was at the bar yeah. I wasn't playing golf I, I don't have any hobbies I'm terrible at my self-care with with play and fun I'm terrible mm-hmm. and I'm trying to work on that uh-huh. so it wasn't like I mean I was it was over hustling yeah. On, yeah on the on the work and the calling side mm-hmm. and you know prioritizing that over the family in a way that I didn't appreciate yeah if, if I may ask Please. and interrupt you there um I think we all need you know, at different, many uh, parts in our marriage years, maybe in the middle, towards the end, toward, I mean, not towards the end, but, you know, towards when we're yeah, older in years. the beginning. Um, but are, were there any red flags that maybe you should have done it earlier? Or maybe if you're experienced that you need to sit down and do this, what are like some pinpoints where like, oh my gosh, we need to do that right now. This is happening. Or what? How was that for you? How did you know you needed to do that? Yeah, you know, it's a really good question because mm-hmm. I, I thought, actually haven't thought about that yeah. before. I think a red flag would have been with Melanie, okay. not with the girls. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the red flags that they were running, I was wholly clueless with the kids. I just you put that into the bucket of, hey, we're raising kids, it's a tough world, and I'm teaching them, you know, things. So their emotions and their reactions weren't reliable for me to figure that it was a red flag. Yeah. But Melanie, um, yeah, the red flags were. She was she was repeating over and over and over again the same hurts, the same needs, the mm-hmm. same desires, and she wasn't patient about it. After a while, it was just yeah. it was emotional. It was like we hold it up, like hold your breath for a long time, and then the and then all the you know, yeah. Yeah. and then I'm I, all my answers seem absolutely logical. All my responses seem responses were absolutely, you know, well if I did that, then I'm did it, you know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm my my marital one of the big marital you know problems that I have is. You know, I'm, I'm an engineer mm, oh, and yeah. a man. Yeah. So when Melanie says, <laughs> you know, I was really hurt by my mind immediately goes to, I'm going to fix this. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to it and I'm thinking, and I'm responding to her like, well, you know, next time we're going to do this or we're going to do this and we're going to make sure that that does. And she's looking at me like, you're not listening to me. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, babe, not only did I, I listen to you, I'm like three steps ahead because I got the I got the solution to this. <laughs> this is how much I love. I'm gonna fix this uh-huh. so it never happens again. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it's like an engineering problem instead uh-huh. of a personal problem. Right. And that took that's that describes probably half of our 30 years of marriage. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so red flags, not listening that my responses as genuine and authentic as they were. Very valid as well. Mm-hmm. They were valid in a certain sense, but I'm on this objective problem-solving level, and she's on an emotional connection level. Like, you're never here. Mm-hmm. And she's speaking out of abandonment. Mm-hmm. She's speaking out of uh, betrayal. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Not, not, you know yeah. betray- and I'm answering in terms of, well, let's fix this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And many times, like, the real answer, and I still have trouble with this in mm-hmm. 30 years, is to stop fixing it and look and to listen to her and, and just look and say, that sounds really, really painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really, you know, I'm sorry I did that to you. That, you know, no excuses. Like, I didn't mean mm-hmm. to, that just, that mm-hmm. sounds really, that's really hard for me to validate do now. Her, yeah. Yeah. To validate mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Because it's not that I don't want to, I want to invalidate it. Mm-hmm. It's just my instinct is to jump and to fix it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think yeah. just saying that I hear you is mm-hmm. stupid. Yeah. That mm-hmm. sounds really stupid on an objective level to uh-huh. me. Uh-huh. And yet yeah. it's everything. So it's everything yeah. <laughs> to her. Yeah. Right. So valuing that has mean that I'm doing these things that don't feel right. They feel awkward. Mm-hmm. But her responses, I would never trade for the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. You know, yeah. like that. So part of my mind is still like, yeah, but if I did that, that'll never happen again. Like, <laughs> Just stop, David. Stop, stop, stop. Stop, stop trying to fix it. Right. To fix it. Yeah. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for being so open and vulnerable and, and sharing this with us. Because I think, too, I mean, even you just said married 30 years and 15 years was this. I mean, maybe that, more. I mean, <laughs> you know, that just, I think for so many, I mean, I mean, 17 years, mm-hmm. you know, and you just, hey, the years like, go by fast. Amen. They do. Yeah. Oh I my mean, God. Fast. Really fast. Like I've told people. And so for you listeners too, like if you're in the thick of the little kids, just think eighth grade. Mm, Lord. Because once eighth grade hits and it goes, then it's just fast. Yeah. Everything past eighth grade, I've asked parents, I'm like, are you guys just everybody's in disbelief that your kids are graduated? Now yeah. they're in high school or they're in college or they're married or now you're in your 80s. You so know, fast. everybody's in total disbelief after their oldest kid goes to Is that why I'm emotional grade. this year? Because Eduardo's in eighth grade? Probably. I've been so emotional. Mm. Like high school, what do you mean high school? I know, because we know how fast all of a sudden it goes. So if, you, if you're if you there in the thick of it, just think eighth grade. But um but yeah, so, so, and there are so many times, and I know too, because I do marriage prep and, you know, teach on theology of the body and everything. And you do, you're just like, you're just like, who am I to be teaching this? Why would, and, and I should have all of this figured out and marriage should be figured out and it shouldn't be this tough because like we've got all the answers and, or we think we do and all of that kind of stuff. It brings so much, like, I, I love hearing this because it's, I realize, like, no, I don't have this figured out. Right. And, and, like, and you think your marriage should look a certain way after so many years, mm-hmm. and you think, what's wrong with it? And, of course, of course, our culture thinks, well, it doesn't look like that, so we just, we just throw in the towel. So it's so good to hear you say, you know, for so many years this is what it looked like and there was struggle and you know it still is but you're working on it so that's it is and and those moments of of working on one particular thing and Mm. and seeing the the healing that begins 
with that. That's the inspiration. Yeah. Because we do love each other. We mm-hmm. do want the best for each other. We do want to work. It's just that what we, you know, the narrative that we bring into our marriage about what it means for Damon to be the husband that Melanie needs mm-hmm. may not be the right narrative, mm-hmm. right? And it takes a, it takes a humility. It takes a mm-hmm. uh, courage to hear what she actually needs and to prioritize it over my narrative. Mm-hmm. Now that narrative isn't just intellectual; it's yeah. also in the heart. So it's mm-hmm. it's habits that have been built. It's it's yeah. it's a w- worldview. It's you know trading my worldview for a sacramental view. Right. You know that the a, a longer horizon. You know that it's there's the heaven is here. It's now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that that I think it's and I was thinking as you said earlier just now that so many couples we work with too those early years seem really long. Yeah. Really yes. long. The first three kind of go by fast for mm-hmm. most, but it just gets long. Three to ten mm-hmm. can seem really long in the in this in that soup of doubt and yeah. of hurt, of dashed hopes of what you thought marriage is going to be like, mm-hmm. and then you know, with or trial without kids, and error stuff. the trial and error, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. The trial and hurt, mm-hmm. or the neglect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, where you're thinking, well, if you love me, you would obviously you would and both men and women do this yeah. well obviously if you love me you'd have your hands all over me because that's yeah. what love is obviously yeah. if you love me you wouldn't be leaving all the time you'd be here with me i mean mm-hmm. what, what you know whatever your love language is mm-hmm. yeah it's completely obvious to us but it's yeah, completely yeah. clueless to another person mm-hmm. <laughs> so because yeah. we love people in the way that we want to receive love so all that those years can seem really long so that's another reason why we need each other and you talked about the different seasons before, and we have different names for you know the teen yeah. years of marriage and the <laughs> early years and the later years. But the the, the diversity of that mm-hmm. brings a unity, yeah. because you need that older couple. It's seventeen years. You need to be with that four year married couple, and they and mm-hmm. she's pouring her heart out to you. Yeah. And you look at her, and you'd be like, "You got this. Yeah. That's, that is totally normal." Mm-hmm. When you when you hear that from a, someone married 30, 40, 50 years, oh and seventeen, goodness. and you're in a crisis, yeah, and they look at you and be like, "Oh, girl, I know how that hurts," <laughs> mm-hmm. but you know what? That's normal. Mm-hmm. And you go, "It is." Yeah. Like I'm, I'm. We're not totally screwing this thing up. Like, no, no, no. It's a hurt. Yeah. And here's you know probably what you need in here, but just yeah, that's normal. You're gonna be all right. <laughs> David, how important is it yes. for us married people to be there for other just by you saying that uh, being there for other marriage couples because sometimes we are like we want to be picture perfect we want to make sure that everybody you know because not everybody's going to terrible struggles but there's all nobody's perfect Um, but shouldn't we be opening up to other marriages and saying just that hey it's normal i was there it's not good it's instead Mm -hmm. of it making it seem like oh my gosh they're not perfect Mm -hmm. it's going to be like this is actually normal Mm -hmm. we should be that for other marriages right we should not try to do this picture perfect Mm -hmm. that's actually better Mm -hmm. you're speaking to the heart of joyful ever after our ministry and that Mm -hmm. we weren't intending to write new programs we weren't intending to you know add to the great resources that are available now whether it's Mm -hmm. preparation enrichment or even crisis you know with like retrovi and therapy and things like that the real question was we have a cultural problem of privatizing marriage. Yeah. And it takes a different hue whether you're a believer or a non-believer, but it's sort of like the agreement that your marriage is your business. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to think about it, it was was somebody walked up to you now, who you've seen, is not a complete stranger, but they're not like a bosom friend. They're not a close. Mm -hmm. And they look at you and go, how's your marriage? You're going to be like, what the Uh, chunk? Like, like, (laughs) I don't know. Like, who are you to tell? Right? Right. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. 
that should be an easy question. Like, how are your kids? That should be an easy question. Like, mm-hmm. you know, how, how are you doing? And really looking for, because there's a public dimension of marriage mm-hmm. that from the beginning is the essence of marriage. Mm-hmm. It's never meant to be private. Right. It's personal as two persons, unique and unrepeatable, enter into a unique and unrepeatable marriage. There's never been a marriage like yours or mine before. Exactly. So we're going to be we're going to be taking out a hatchet and creating a trail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, we have so much in common, mm-hmm. and the way to, to to move through that trail is public. That we need a witness in order for a marriage to be valid. Right. We need um, exactly. you know, a license, even in the secular civil world, because they know it has a public impact. Mm-hmm. In Familiaris Consortio, John Paul II, his family in the modern world, 1981, he listed four criteria for essence munera, as he calls them, the munis <laughs> of the family. And two of them are public and two of them are private. Yeah. Personal, yeah. right? It's building a community of life, a community of love, but it's yeah. serving the church. Yeah. It's serving the community, the broader community in life. So there's like this, I call it inhale and exhale. Yeah. That's yeah. part of the life. Yeah. We have to... Yeah. <sighs> And yeah. we can't say, oh, I'm more of an inhaler. Yeah. You know, I'm more, we're really working on our marriage. And then later on, we'll, we'll exhale yeah. and do some sort of, no. So amen to exactly what you're saying, Zoe, yeah. is, that, is that we need to learn how to breathe. Yeah. And breathing is inhale, it's exhale. It's internal, it's odd intra, it's odd extra. Mm-hmm. And the public dimension can be as simple as opening up our house on yeah. Friday, Saturday for barbecue. Mm-hmm. Oh, just inviting literal neighbors over. Yeah. Not, cu- not curated people, but could also be intentional. Like yeah. he, here are three couples that we are journeying with. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't have to be intense all the time. You do mm-hmm. fun, you can do fellowship, you can do formation, you can do mm-hmm. you know book yeah. reading. It doesn't really, really matter much. It's the... It's the evangelism that's catechetical, yeah. and we yeah. try to cate- we, we try to we try to evangelize through catechesis mm-hmm. in our programming, mm-hmm. when we should be catechizing through evangelization. Yeah. So yeah. The, let the fellowship yeah. enhance our belonging, mm-hmm. and when we can do that at the marriage mm-hmm. level, it turns out that all the stuff we're working on, just real quickly, just to give it. A, a, the Gottman Institute, which is considered like uh-huh. at least the secular, mm-hmm. you know, gold standard of marriage research in the modern world, says the happiest couples, the exceptional seven percent, <laughs> two thirds of their problems never get solved. Oh, it's not about solving the problems. Yeah, it's about belonging to one another. Yeah, the happiest I mean, couples, two thirds of their arguments mm-hmm. and conflicts never get resolved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in their own self-reporting of joy in their marriage, and the same self-reporting, like, yeah, we still, we still don't agree on that. That's not gonna. Yeah. We mm-hmm. think we gotta solve. We gotta get that down to zero. Get that down to five percent, and all of a sudden the joy pops up. Mm-hmm. We got yeah. the wrong economy. Yeah. The economy is wrong. Mm-hmm. The economy is about intimacy. Yeah. Into me see. Mm-hmm. Emotional, physical, intellectual, communicative, mm-hmm. and when we do just a little bit. A little bit we play the long game mm-hmm. and we build and allow those years to be things that we build and then we have you know two steps forward one step back it's okay yeah. oh that's normal but we're still moving forward yeah. that's the school of love that allows marriage to be the school for heaven mm-hmm. so that when Christ at the end of time and now says will you marry me mm-hmm. we're part of that bride in Revelation 12 we're part of the bride that Paul speaks about in Ephesians 5 mm-hmm. right the great mystery that what we're working on now in us yeah allows us to be the bride before the bridegroom. Mm. I'm sure that so. hit everybody like a semi truck, like it just hit me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and this is why there's the Eucharistic Congress yes. coming up in Indianapolis, Indiana. And what what was the date, July? 
uh, is it July? 17th. This is my birthday. It's right around my birthday. So I, my, my keynote's on the 18th. Uh-huh. And mine is Marital Revival is Eucharistic Revival. See? Mm. Oh, I love it. That's, oh my, my, that's my message that it's not an out there thing. Yeah. It really is the fruit mm-hmm. of of what happens when we live marriage to its original design. Oh, we, that's beautiful. We thank you so much yes. for bringing the joy here Bring to this you. podcast here in Memphis. Thank you for reviving it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for being here. And um, we will let Father Ben know that he missed out. <laughs> yeah, he totally did. <laughs> He's like, marriage, Or just what? bring Damon back. Like, bring Damon what? back. He's like, I'll just go over there and cook. Uh-huh. No, thank you. Thank you. Please uh, say thank you to your family for yes. sharing yes. your gifts and your family's gifts with us. Bless yes. you. Thank you so Thanks much. So much. Thank you. Oh, you're throwing it at me. Oh, I don't know. I it. am the one who has to give the final line. I don't know it so it's up All to right, you here we go as <laughs> father ben says don't forget to put soul in your food and give food to your soul